mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 328 of There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And I should pick up my microphone. You forgot to pick up your mic. <laughs> I'm not awake today. I'm doing my best. I've got some... I'm here as well. Look, I I got some Tim Hortons coffee. Tim Hortons. It's not like fresh from a Tim Hortons because no. we are still in Florida. But I did find him at the store and I was like, oh, that's the thing I'm doing. Yeah. Um, today we are watching Stargate Universe Season 1, yes. Episode 10, uh-huh. Justice. Yes. This is a line that is not from the episode, but is a line that my boss constantly says to me <laughs> every day i think he says it at least once yeah. i don't know that anybody from works listens but if you know who i'm talking about sometimes you get what you want but not how you want it yes oh my aka was just yeah he did that yeah well that's what i like it refers to so many things in yep. the episode uh-huh Oh my goodness, how was your week? So, <laughs> the week was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say Picard Season 3 premiered. Um, if you guys can hear that, that is a toy being destroyed. <laughs> being, and uh, it's the just toy's already there. destroyed, it's just being ripped into tiny pieces. Oh, now, now, now we have clothing. That's probably not a good well, thing. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> yes, no, you cannot eat my pants, Doug. <laughs> I think maybe he just wants me to change outfits. He just, he, but he was, he brought them to me like he was, he, like you requested, you requested all oh, yes. pants. Mama's leggings, here you go. Here you go, Auntie Nixie, you needed those. Yes, bye. Um, <laughs> Ricard, Ricard season three started uh-huh. and I am very excited because oh. this is going to be an amazing season full of a lot of feels. Okay. And if... You are, it's literally, the first episode is called, I believe it's just called The Next Generation. Interesting. Like, they're just cutting to the point. Yeah. Um, I will share with you something that may be a little bit exciting. Yeah. Um, a domestic partner, boyfriend, fiance, husband, Jesse. Uh-huh. He's like, I might watch Picard. <gasps> which is huge. It is. It's huge coming from that Ple- man. I please, I request that I be here when he watches that. Yeah. So what we're doing right now, though, is, again, we're treating like a deer in the woods. Yes. We're just going, okay. Uh-huh. Well, we have Paramount Plus if you need to watch it. Yep. Just going to leave that right there. Just going to leave it right there. And you know you have moral support. Uh-huh. Who will hype basically anything she's into up. Yep. Yep. <laughs> It'll happen. We're going to be okay. Oh, um, There's... I'm trying to think of what else I do, but I'm too distracted about what I did yesterday. So I'm just going to cut to that point. Yeah. So I had uh, Highland Games yesterday. Nice. It was in Mount Dora. Nice. It was a smaller games. It was, it wasn't, it was a very, very fun game. It was a very small game. It was not my best performance, but I had amazing fun competing against, you know, not against, sorry, competing with two women whom I love. Um, and the really cool part is because it was smaller, we were grouped in, there was two, like groups were smashed together to compete yeah. at the same time. So I got to throw at the same time as Nick nice. in the same group, which is always fun. Yeah. Um, 
And the important part was that after the main part of the competition was done, okay. there is an extra event yeah. that the Highland Games in Mount Dora is apparently known for. This is my first time competing at it. Um, we got to pull a fire truck. Fuck. Yes. Not together. Individually. Each person got to pull. You get hooked up to a harness and you have a rope that you can pull for balance and you, from a dead stop, pull a fire truck. That is fucking awesome. (laughs) I was the second one to go, so I didn't realize that after you get enough momentum, you can drop the rope, which probably would have helped me and cut down on my time. you're... This is your first time doing it, and you're you're. It's not even like oh, I couldn't pull it. Maybe yeah. next time. It was like oh, I didn't pull it quite as <laughs> smoothly or as coolly as I would have liked to. So I will say, <laughs> out of out of full transparency, it was not like a ladder truck or anything. Okay, mm. it was a very large truck. It but still it puts not, out fires. It, it it's helps. not like you pulled my car, which would still no. be impressive. Um, and so as I started going a couple steps in, my foot slipped Uh on the concrete. And so I went down on one knee, scraped it up, not enough to draw blood. Um, the crowd is cheering. I immediately just get up and go, give me that rope back. Yeah. And then as I continue yelling, just let out like primal screams. (laughs) The fact (laughs) that you pulled a anything. (laughs) A, a anything at all thing. You're talking to the woman who sometimes I was like, Jesse, can you help me lift this grocery bag? Because I don't know how I got it into the... You were talking to the woman who struggles with the water bottles at Costco. Well, I mean, the good thing is, is you can pull a lot more if you're hooked up to a harness than you can with your arms. Okay, next time I'm going to harness myself to the water bottles. 100% pulley that shit. Yeah. Um, Sometimes the Costco cart gets really heavy. And so I will say we we got a couple drink tickets and I saved one for after I pulled a fire truck. Yeah. And, uh, that's like the biggest adrenaline high I've had in a real long time. That's fucking cool. Because afterwards you're just going, I just pulled a fire truck. Yeah. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I did not do that yesterday. And, and, and so I've, I now understand a bit more why people do more of the traditional like strong man and strong woman things, yeah. which is not something I've ever saw myself doing because it's a whole different way of training and stuff. But I'm uh-huh. like, oh, 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 I get it. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah, this is very cool. You feel real cool after you pull a fire truck. I mean... I- Look, those brain chemicals, they know what they're doing. Yeah, they do. I'll share in, in my this week's mental health corner. <laughs> <laughs> I did um, talk with my doctor recently who said, you know, you haven't been on your specific uh, brain altering chemical yeah, medication yeah, yeah. in a while. And it's not something I take daily, even when I was taking it. It was like an as needed medication. Yeah. And I was like, well, I haven't needed it. She goes. It sounds like you might be in a space where you need it. It sounds like you actually have and just told yourself you didn't. Because if you are daily feeling sick to your stomach Mm -hmm. at night and can't sleep for Mm -hmm. three hours, maybe your brain needs a little help. (laughs) But brain chemicals, man, they make a world of difference. It's nice when you can manufacture them yourself. But if needed, store-bought is fine. 100%. I also learned that I desperately did vitamin D and was not taking well i was taking like a tenth of what i actually should vitamin be taking vitamin d is crazy because we live in florida and i thought i'll never have to take vitamin d again and no. your body's like oh i don't want that vitamin no. d no, 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 i no. want a different one that i don't have to do work to process no i'm just gonna spit that one out every day my 
body again hates the sun. Yeah. And refuses to use any of the natural properties the sun tries to give me. No, thanks, sir. I will not be having any of that. I will no, thank produce you. this elsewhere. Or not. I did want to give a shout out to um an email we got. Yeah. Because again, we're getting better and we're finally fucking reading all our notes. <laughs> and we did get a top five from someone. We did. And I don't know that we can say their name or not. So I'm not gonna say their name, but I will say um She knows who she is. Yeah. Uh, that she knows who she is. And the top five made me think. One of them was Independence Day. Yes. Which we know is one of your favorite movies. It is a favorite movie of mine. It, it doesn't, I don't think it ranks up into the top five, but well, trust me, it's a movie that I will watch no, whenever it's on. But here's my thing. Yeah. I think it needed to make it into my top five mm. because I need to finally be able to speak the speech of oh, Independence yeah. Day to the level that you can and quote the movie that way. And that the speech. only way that I will be able to do it is if I'm stuck on a desert island trying to learn it because otherwise <laughs> I can't learn anything. I have been trying to learn the litany of fear for like a year and I'm halfway through it. And it's literally written on a mug in front it's, of you every day. I literally look at it every morning and I read it and I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna get through it. And yeah. I cannot seem to... It's My fine. brain is just struggling to remember things these days. I think if nothing else in our discussions with each other, uh, we have learned that um, our brains like to do the things that they want to do. Yeah. And that's the and only thing they want to do. interested in it. So I had a nice conversation with um, boyfriend, uh, domestic partner, fiance, husband, Jesse, last night, where he was talking about a movie that he's like, remember when we saw this in theaters and this and that? And I'm like, No. no. We never saw that in theaters together. And he's like, your memory is bad. And I said, but I remember how things felt. Yes. And if I'd seen that movie, I would have remembered crying my face off. <laughs> so I had to look it up. The movie came out two years before oh. I, he and I even met. Yeah. So the running gag is like, you're just out here watching movies with other women now? Yeah, you are. <laughs> it's like, Back I could have it was you. I placed you in the memory. <laughs> Um, anyway, the other one that I wanted to note that I thought was a very good idea was The Sound of Music, because The Sound of Music is basically two movies. It is. Because there is a whole last movie before you even got to the part with the Nazis. Yeah, no, that's a bit, there are, <laughs> They took two very different movies yeah. and then smashed them together. It is a two for one. Very smart choice. <laughs> um, I'm going to leave it there. So thank you for your notes, and I'm going to reconsider adding them. I may need to rewatch Sound of Music just to be like, oh, God, I forgot what this movie was like there's a lot in that movie yeah um there's also some of that movie that doesn't age well um oh i'm sure <laughs> the one other thing i did i forgot i did start um reading a book with my ears mm. and it's a book that i will say i'm not done with it but i have found it pretty invaluable so far and i'm a third of the way through it okay. so it might be valuable for other people as well <laughs> oh sorry didn't i that was random sorry it's um it's called How to Keep House While Drowning. Oh. And let me look up the author super quick to tell you because I did not come prepared for this part. What I will say while you look that up is something that did age well from the sound of music is Julie fucking Andrews. Oh, well, Julie fucking Andrews is, uh, you know, yeah, amazing. Uh -huh. uh, it's by Casey Davis. And okay. it's called A Gentle Approach to Cleaning and Organizing. And what's really cool about the book is... The book is written for a neurodivergent mind oh. in mind. <laughs> that didn't work. That sentence yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. work in my brain. But and so 
Um, it's something that like Grace and I have talked about a number of times. It's something I've mentioned on this podcast before, but like clean, like keeping the house organized is something I struggle with on a daily basis. Yeah. And what's really great about this book is it reframes that it reframes the conversation around care tasks as she calls them. Okay. Which includes care tasks for yourself as well as care tasks for your house. Yeah. And her big thing is like, you don't live to serve your space. Your space is here to serve you. Right. And so there's, it's a bunch of small, it's a bunch of small, for lack of a better term, hacks, which go as far as don't call it cleaning. Cleaning never ends. Cleaning is a thing that is going to exist in all times. Cleaning is not a task that ever ends. Yeah. But she goes, you need to realize that what, how your space, what your space is functioning to you is different than what it functions for other people. And so there's a difference of, is my space functioning for me and is it clean? Right. That... That, I just had an entire thought process that made me go, wow, my mom is way smarter than I give her credit for. (laughs) Because that's basically what was built into my brain. It was about caring for the house so it can care for you when you need it. Yes. Um, Which, and I guess it does make sense because my mom did go to school to work with children Mm -hmm. and like understands the psychology of how young brains work and so i think that's why it falls into my brain and why i don't feel good when my house isn't where i want it to be and so she goes on she goes your house you are not lazy you're not a failure your house is not failing you because you have dishes in the sink yeah your house is still functioning when there's dishes in the sink because you have other priorities yeah and so it's just it's a fantastic book so far um just Going through a third of it in less than a week. It's only a three hour long audiobook. Like oh, it really is meant to be clear and concise. Um, to the point of she explains that if she uses any metaphors, she actually explains what those metaphors are for some people who uh, metaphors are difficult for them to understand. Oh, fair. Okay. And so even through listening to That's a third of the book. It's important to know because I rely on metaphors a lot and I didn't even consider that. Yeah. Uh, and so. Um, I do as well because I think we're both people who naturally yeah. are, are have we like issues to map things onto other things that we know and you and I happen to have similar reference points yes. so it makes them easy yeah and so even going through a third of this book I even um, I'm someone who stacks things on the stairs to take things up the stairs and put them away at a later time and then never mm. forget about them yeah and then they live there and so I was walking down the stairs the other morning in the dark Stepped on something, and that's when I paused because my initial aspect was to get mad that I had let the stairs get to this thing. And it, I paused, even pre-coffee, I'm very proud of myself to realize, pretty impressive. oh, this part of the stairs isn't functioning anymore. Yeah. They're not functioning as stairs. Right. So therefore, that's really what that's I want to address. That's the trigger. Yeah. yeah. No, but I don't have time to do anything to it yet because I had to run it yesterday and pull a fire Hey, truck. that's big enough on its own. Just exactly. recognizing it is enough. So anyway, that's a great book. If you are someone who, like me, and um, has problems putting uh, the priority order in order of home care tasks. Yeah. So. I get it. I, um, I think that 
helps me understand why I like clear tables. Yeah. Because tables need to be there for me to set something on yeah. when I need to quickly do that. And she also yeah. she also covers the fact that like some brains are able to pri- have the executive function that that is higher on their priority yeah. list and other brains don't. But at the same time, other people have different... You've done the same thing where it's like, you just find all this time to make things. I'm like, it's literally, I, I don't, I don't, it's just a different priority. Well, yeah, no. And then we talked about this, I think last week, because yeah. I've had a jacket to mend yeah. literally maybe 15, 20 minutes yeah. of mending <laughs> that I have not been able to get to for yeah. months. Uh-huh. But my bathroom is spotless. You, we have d- very different our priorities in the brain. The jacket is important. And maybe if I take the same approach, because I need this jacket. Yeah. It is my lightweight jacket exactly we live in florida it is it is too light for cold weather yeah so when we were having actual cold weather it wasn't something i was using but now my heavier jackets are too, too heavy, heavy so i'm freezing every morning yeah. because i don't have a jacket that i can wear in the lightweight jacket category and so part of her whole thing is like you uh- you, Grace, would not come to me, Nixie, and go, your house is a mess because you're lazy. Oh, no, yeah. And the same thing if I would not come to you going, you haven't fixed your jacket because you're lazy. Right. And so it's like, don't talk to yourself like that. Yeah, yeah. That is one of the thing. One of the things that I love saying is, hey, don't talk to my and friend that I way. I struggle with that. Yeah. So, December 4th, <laughs> oh, 2009. Yeah. Um, this has been Self Care Corner. <laughs> Welcome to the Self Care Podcast. Listen, this episode needs some self care. Seriously. Okay? Everyone in this episode. Toxic energies. Written by Anne McCullough, directed by William Waring. Previously on, adds a couple scenes about a newly found chair and Spencer. Yeah. No reasons. No No reason at all. So we start with a group gathered in the cafeteria. They found those previously ons are like a little overhyped. It's like, whoa, you need to calm down. You're sharing a lot of information. I know. Anyway, yeah. We start with a group gathered in the cafeteria because they found a purple sweet potato looking thing on a previous planet. Space potatoes. And have cooked it up in its grew, who's going to be the first person mm. to taste test because you know Gru would be Give it to Greer. He'll eat anything. Yeah. yeah. Greer sounds like the kid who was like, you eat what's on the table and oh, that's what you eat. A thousand percent. So he was the worst. They should have given it to Eli. Yeah. Because then they would have known the truth. 100%. Anyway. Um, Eli is, of course, recording all this in his keynote for his documentary. Mm-hmm. Of course, yes, docu- it will come to play later. It's fine. Yep. Brody is pretty sure it's safe to eat, um, but also pretty sure it's not going to be sweet mm. based on tests. Yeah. And I would expect nothing else than what Rear does in this moment. Oh, yeah. He makes a big show about how sweet and tasty it is. And as everyone digs in excitedly, they realize Greer has played him. It's bitter as fuck. It is apparently very bad. Yeah. And everyone is not happy with the flavor left in their mouth. Uh-huh. Greer makes a point. It's food. Yeah. It will keep you alive. Uh, and that's when I realized that Greer and I are very different people. <laughs> that's not what food's purpose is. <laughs> Food is here to give me happy chemicals. Yes. <laughs> Boil them, mash them, stick them in the stoop. Boil them, mash them, stick them in the stoop. Boil them. And clearly was on the internet a lot when Lord of the Rings came out. I believe it. It's one of my favorite yeah. LOTR memes. And it's it's fair. I think it's fair to say that he may have injected some of that joy into his pretended joy. Like, hey, yeah. we're going to live. 
Yeah. That's what this means to me. A thousand percent. This tastes yeah. delicious because it's, I'm going to live. Because it doesn't taste like death. It tastes like a life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they're also wondering where Spencer is because he's on KP duty and he is an hour late. Mm. And, and Greer's like, of course he is. Yeah. Of course he fucking is. They've gotten so sick of him. So when Greer shows up to his room to try to find him, uh, starts yelling at him from down the hallway. Uh, he is still in bed. Gur mm. has no time for this, but eventually does see the blood splatter on the wall. Yeah. Realizes that Spencer is very much no longer living. Question. He's not sleeping. Yeah. Do they eat Spencer? I, oh, you know. Is it too soon for cannibalism? Here's my thought process behind it. Okay. Currently, they have sweet potatoes. Yep. They have space potatoes. Mm-hmm. If this had happened when they were way more desperate, yeah, that's a different conversation. I'm just there's there's been a couple people now, and it's like, yeah, yeah. What else are you gonna do with the bodies? Do you currently have any meat? Yeah, I'm just saying. I don't know. Okay, it's a good question. <laughs> yep. This is one of those circumstances where, like, the moral ambi- there's a moral ambiguity. Don't ask it. what else is in the bitter potato stew. Just eat it. Do- it's like Soylent Green. Mm-hmm. Soylent Purple. There's an, you know, granted, Spencer didn't have a lot of fat on him, but, you know, just a little bit of fat to give food some flavor. I know. I am horrible. Okay. Do you, I was listening to a podcast, so this could be full of shit, but they were talking about how technically there's no specific law against cannibalism. Usually when people get in trouble is all the, the stuff that leads you to it. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> but the cannibalism part. itself, there isn't really... Yeah, I yeah. don't know of any. Usually it's the people that get got for the murder. Yeah, part. yeah. Which makes sense if you th- and and not that all countries have the same laws, but if you think of like the guys in um, whose plane crashed in the Andes in the seventies, mm-hmm. like none of those guys got charged for no. eating people. No, yeah. So Ray is yeah. talking about schedules. <laughs> First, here's my: Where are you getting all this paper? Yeah, is there a printer? Are you just handwriting on the back of old paper? She's making her own papyrus. <laughs> anyway, Ray, Ray reminds Young that we can't really keep pushing everyone here this hard because it's not boot camp. And Young's like, no, because if it was boot camp, you'd be able to learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Yikes. Uh, and that's when Greer radios him, explaining that he, like, he's in Spencer's room. And I need an adult. He's been shot. And we see the single gunshot wound to the head. Yep. Mini credits. Mm-hmm. Yes, please, adult. I request adult. Please, thank you. Bye. So we have a bunch of people in Spencer's room now. Mm-hmm. They've removed the body, and TJ figures it was sometime between 1 and 3 in the morning um, yeah. from how much rigor has set in. Yep. And, of course, no one heard the shot because Spencer specifically chose a room far away from everyone. Yeah. TJ figures from the position of the body, the bud splatter, he was sitting on the edge of the bed and died from suicide. Yeah. And there's a lot of heated emotions that hit right about now. Ray's like... How the fuck do they have a gun? Because he's a military soldier and what are we going to do? Which is Young says he was a highly trained NCO and had duties that require him to be armed. And Ray's like really required him to be armed. Honestly, yes. Because you don't know what you're going to look as much as I'm not a fan of Spencer. Yeah. 
I, I am a fan of responsibly using guns. Yes. And even in the, some of the mental states he was in, he is probably still less dangerous with a weapon than some of these untrained guys. 100%. Yeah. Anyway. I can, I, I can at the same time uh-huh. go with Ray's thing of like... In his mental state, maybe... Well, no, no, no. I'm more like, off-world, sure. Oh, but fair. what are you doing on the ship... That you would need access to a gun. That's here. true. Like, why aren't they in lockers while we're all on the ship? Eh, that's fair. Fair point. Fair point. That's that's my thing that I can see her going. What is he doing on the ship that requires him to be on? Yeah, honest? yeah. Why do you need that when you're on kitchen duty? Yeah, yeah. Behind all of this, Greer is like, this wasn't suicide, mm. and it's almost a record scratch. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's no gun here. Yikes. I've checked the whole place. Whoever did this took the gun with him. Hmm. Interesting. So most of our regular crew is sharing the recent events with Rush, who immediately is like, who's the suspects? Because if there's a killer on board, Rush Mm -hmm. would really like to know who it is. So quick to say it. So quick. (laughs) Everyone else hasn't gotten to that part of the processing Mm -hmm. process yet. They're just still trying to take in what happens. Yep. Um, Rush is not surprised, but for a few reasons. Like, you just put a group of people in this much stress. Like, they're capable of just about anything. Yeah. And Rush isn't really known for his faith in humanity. (laughs) So, of course, he's not surprised. Whereas Eli's like, well, we're all people. I don't think in Rush is like, no, we're shit. That's that's a naive point of view. Yeah. He goes, everyone knew he was hoarding water and food, and he's had incidents with Basically every single person yeah, on the ship. But I don't want them to die. Jesus. He's yeah. like, I don't think many people are shedding tears over him. Uh-huh. Scott reminds him that he was one of our own. He's like, yeah, but not your friend. Do you have a single friend on the ship? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I love because it's like all these points. Rush is like, you're all thinking it. It's true. It is absolutely <laughs> true. I think the problem is like. Some of us have manners, Rush. Yeah, most of us have filters. Just because you think it doesn't mean you're Maybe, first thought, not out loud. Maybe yeah. not. Maybe not. Um, And he's like, look, just because no one could stand him doesn't make killing him okay. And mm-hmm. Rush is like, look, I didn't mean to suggest that. I didn't yeah. mean to suggest it. But really. But well, we did. We should probably find his killer mm-hmm. as fast as possible. Yikes. So they gather everyone into the gate room. Yeah. There's a lot of murmurs as to what's going on because of, again, there is, the moment something happens on the ship, everyone knows. Oh, yeah. There's no keeping any secrets. So thankfully, Young's not trying to. No. The usual crew comes in last. Young and Scott head to the stairs. Mm-hmm. Young knows this is all over the ship. <laughs> Everyone's heard. Yeah. But yes, yeah, Sergeant Spencer was killed last night and he signed out a weapon yesterday and the handgun is still missing. Mm. And everyone's a little concerned now. Um, but we know Scott, Eli, Brody, James, and Park all were playing poker from 1 to 3 in the morning. So mm-hmm. they all have confirmed alibis. That's a late poker game. Yeah. Well, you know, there was strip poker. It was getting exciting. It's true. I mean, Park was there. We know yeah. she's getting ex- She was <laughs> probably like, hey, you guys want to try something fun? I know. I'll try this, you want to uh, learn my coping mechanism for look, the stress here? We have no money. Mm-hmm. And we're probably not going to play for rations because they're on very basic rations. Yeah. So let's make this interesting. It's a neat, it's a pretty balanced group. Yeah. You know, like, why not? Why not? 
So a bunch of people start trying to say where they were, but of course, mm-hmm. most of them sound like they were alone, and that's not how alibis work. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. It doesn't, <laughs> your word is not an alibi. Young quashes all that. He goes, yeah, some of us are going to have alibis, mm-hmm. um, but many, including me, won't because it was the middle of the night. I was sleeping alone. Mm-hmm. So... I'm as much of a suspect as everyone. Yep. So Young is handing the investigation over to Scott, mm-hmm. who now comes down the stairs and fills everyone in on the plan. They're going to start with everyone's rooms. Yep. Everyone has to stay here in the gate room um, until they search all the rooms. Yep. And then they're going to finish searching the ship room by room. We're going to search the things and then we're going to search like, more who, things. Who, who on the, no one on the ship is dumb. Mm-hmm. Who, would, who would murder Spencer and then hide the gun in their own room? It's, yeah. <laughs> it, it's almost like the room you found it in, probably not that person. It's almost like just confine everyone to their rooms and then search the ship. And yeah, if you still haven't found anything. The part I was like, you're not really Cut out for this, are you, Scott? No. Yeah. So, frankly, he's not a citizen detective, that man. <laughs> Again, puppy dog. Yeah, Eli, though. Um, Franklin and several others are not comfortable people searching their rooms without them present. Fair enough. Nobody gonna, said you couldn't be present. No, it's going to yeah. take longer, but that's reasonable. They're going to do two people at a time because mm-hmm. there's solid trust vibes all throughout this ship. So many trusting people. Everyone trusts. It's a real healthy environment. Mm-hmm. So Franklin's up first. They ask him to stand by the door, who is, I guess, thankful there's no cavity search and annoyed. Scott's like, that can be arranged. I mean, what are you worried they're going to find? Yeah. He's just a little salty. Yeah. Yeah. He's a little salty. I think it's just people are looking for any type of control to still hang on to in a space where they have none. And always trying to diffuse. Eli reminds uh, reminds Franklin that no one is enjoying this. Mm Mm-hmm. And we've seen it for a couple episodes, but I just love the great continuity that Franklin's shirt, like you can't get the blood washed out. Yeah. And yeah. you still see the bullet hole from where Greer shot him. Oh God. Yeah. And you're reminded, oh, that's why he doesn't trust anyone. Yeah. Because he's trash. Got you it. Liter- well, it's also like how it's really difficult to get past that when you see the bullet wounds in your shirt and the when blood. When you got shot for making a stupid day. mistake, yeah. Every yeah. day. Yeah. It's all very fresh. Yeah. Um, so Brody and Park are searching another woman's room. We don't really know her. There's nothing here. And they just, you can chill in your room until we're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray's up next. She gets there needs to be a full investigation. But to her, it's really obvious who the number one suspect is. Camille needs to really get some sensitivity training because it's obviously the great. racial profiling is fucking <laughs> wild. She goes after Greer every chance she gets. Yeah. This lady needs to calm down. Yeah. Okay, I'm done. Uh, well, you know, look, he was the one in the break when all this started for something completely unrelated to all of this. That's what I'm saying. Like, also, Greer's with a few people who takes none of her shit. Yeah, you you need to not be. Um, Scott's like, really? Really? Because there's no bias at all in what you just said. <laughs> so he killed Spencer, hit the gun, then came back to find Spencer and make the call. Yeah. 
if he did it, there's no evidence. That's to fucking point that wild, way. lady. Eli's like, that's not helping your argument, dude. Saying yeah. there's no evidence doesn't help with Scott, yeah, you're right. Scott is just this naive puppy dog who's like, everyone's innocent because they're good. Yeah. It's like, that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. To Scott, Greer's one of the few people they can eliminate as a suspect. Mm-hmm. Ray's like, I know happy. Yeah, no seriously. Come here, motherfucker. Meanwhile, Rush is playing the rules don't apply to me game. Oh, yeah. The I don't care game. <laughs> and radios Young that he found some great new information about the ancient chair interface. Young's like, where are you? Have they checked your room yet? Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. I like how um, Rush is like, oh, yeah, I have actual work to do. Like, I'm important. And so I don't have to play by those rules. Mm hmm. Young's like, you're supposed to be here in the gate room. He goes, yeah, well, obviously neither one of us did this. He's like, not the point, dude. Can you fucking understand that things aren't all about you <laughs> no, all the time? Me can't. Main character syndrome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Rush is very busy and very important and is above listening to you. And so he's going to get back to work because it's important. And I'm just going to keep working. Bye. Mm-hmm. All of this is happening over radio, so everyone in the gate room can hear Young just like quiet, frustrated, yelling at Rush to get his ass. I like the way people try to act like these are private conversations. (laughs) Like even later on, when it's like, "Can you talk to me online too?" It's like, "Oh, okay." (laughs) Just go to the man. I know. Just take the five minutes to walk to where he is. Well, it's like, like everyone else on the ship also can access line two. <laughs> you dumb fuck. Okay. Everyone else is just picking up the phone and being shh. Listening. Like two. two. They're, just, they're just like holding up two digits at each other. Line two. You said line two. They're on line two. Half the ship is listening to that conversation fucking later. Fuck. All right, Pollyanna, what's next? So, so that's when Scott radios him. Again, well, no, he said, so he's, he, yeah, yeah, Scott, Scott radios him that yeah. it's his turn, and does yeah. he want to be here? And Scott's like, no, 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 you guys yeah, can do Yeah, do what you got to do, yeah. So while Scott does a very thorough search in everyone else's room, it's the colonel, and he just kind of looks around real quick. He's like, nothing to see here. Obviously, we're done. He could have found Spencer's fucking body, and then been like, nothing to see here. We might, Eli. I love Young. Eli has played video games yeah. and know you should probably search the vent. Yeah. Yeah. It look, might... if you're going to find the hidden magic items, it's not going to be, you look for the Naughty Dog Yellow. I was about to say, that vent might as well be Naughty Dog Yellow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he climbs up to reach and lo and behold, a gun. Hmm. Interesting. This is the first part where Scott radios young. He's like, I'm going to need you down here real quick. Yeah. yeah. That's not suspicious at all. Yeah. No. Like, He's got no chill. So, um, because again, none of these are like quiet in your ear things like they are in Atlantis. No. Everyone hears all this. Yeah, everything's on the public walkies. Yeah. So he comes in almost not surprised at what they found. Mm -hmm. Eli tells him where and how they found it. And there's like, there's like, I'm really sorry I found this in his voice. Yeah, like, I didn't mean to, but it's here. And I, I, yeah. I didn't mean to look I couldn't look that not hard. find it. Yeah, I love that. I didn't mean to look that hard. So, look, Young's like, I'm the one who told you to search. Obviously, someone is trying to frame me. Mm-hmm. And there's this great moment where you don't know 
if Eli believes him. Yeah. Well, this is where I will give Eli a little more credit than Young. This is one of the places where Eli's a little bit better at yeah. like this, like, trust nobody. Yeah. But also because Eli's been put into this. Um, Eli has seen behaviors from Young. Yes. That nobody else is witness to. Yes. His ability to have this kind of mistrust and secrets. Mm-hmm. He's trusted Eli with them, not Young. Yeah. Um, and so he knows what he might be capable of. He knows what he's capable of, and it's obvious, like, we're going to get to... Scott is completely blind when it yeah. comes to Young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so Scott, in a great, great just line of thought here, mm-hmm. just suggests tampering with evidence <laughs> to say they found it in a storage room. Because then the only one who would know different is the person who framed Young and both of the, all three of them. I mean, it's an interesting way to try to bait. Yes. Someone. But it's just further mucking up the situation. And Young has all of these emotions running through his stone face. Mm-hmm. And Eli's like, that seems dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe don't that. Uh, Scott is pissed because he's like, I know Young didn't kill Spencer. And is pissed that someone's framing him to undermine his authority. But Young knows Eli's right. Like, they yeah. can't get out of this by lying. Yeah. They Even have- if everyone believed that, you're still going to leave this, like, suspicion of this doubt yeah. if you don't deal with it. They have to take the gun to Ray. They have to explain everything. And she will know what to do. And because Young can't investigate himself. Mm-hmm. Scott can't be asked to investigate his immediate superior officer. Like, they have to play all of this by Yeah. Them. And I love Scott's, like, if this was in the book, I missed that. What did you? I like that I'm making faces on a podcast. There's no book for this, dude. No. There's no book for you're you're stranded on a ship in several galaxies away from your own, and now someone is dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But look, something's going on. They cannot get caught in a lie, or all this shit's gonna get worse. Yeah. Everything has to be above board in the open, and that's in order. And Scott does not like it. No. Fine. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So they tell this all to Ray, mm-hmm. who turns around. Well, they, they go to tell this to Ray, and who happens to be there also but Rush. Of course. So let's just tell both of them. Yeah. And Rush is like, oh, this looks bad with a touch of smugness in his face. Mm-hmm. Scott's like, look, none of this proves anything. Yeah. But Ray's been around long enough to know that that's not the point. Yeah. Which is kind of becomes the crux of this episode. Mm -hmm. This is about image and morale. And if people on the ship have enough doubts about him, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, he knows how to quell insecurities of that type. But this may be the only way to do that. Um, Eli was recording a bunch of people at the keynote last night, but when the poker game started, he just put it on search mode and they just kind of, as Rush prompts him, they just now realize that he may have recorded something. Mm -hmm. So him and Scott rush away to start recording footage or searching footage. Ray's like, look, I don't know whether to believe Young or not, but let's be honest, Ray's pretty easily swayed to think he did it. Yeah, she's fucking. I, for someone whose job is people, yeah, she's 
so quick to turn. Here's the thing. I don't necessarily think her job is people. That's fair. Like, she's, yeah, they always say that she's the HR person, but she's the IOA operative of this Yeah, show. that's true. And we've learned that the IOA is nothing if not roll shit at people. Yeah, exactly. <gasps> yeah, because she's so, like, she doesn't, the fact that she would lean on Rush in a moment of things are shaky. Yeah. Like, that's not... No. 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 Anyway. Yeah. Um, but in this moment, that can help her. Yeah, and sure. So she's about to use the Freaky Friday Stones to talk with Earth and explain things. And Rush reminds her that whatever the IOA say, they're not on this ship. Here's the one time in this episode where I am fully in agreement with Rush. Yeah. What's the fucking point? Yeah. What's the point? The It's best that we handle things ourselves yep. regardless of what they say. Mm-hmm. The Earth can't do shit except make things more complicated. So Young has a guard by his door now, and Mm -hmm. he's asked Chloe to meet him there. Yep. He has a favor to ask her. Yep. So rumors are flying around the ship, Mm -hmm. and he turns to her and solidly says, I didn't do this. Yep. And she takes a beat and is like, okay. Yeah. She fully believes him. Yeah. She's convinced. But it looks like Young's going to have to clear his name before they can figure out who did do this. Right. So Ray swapped with Earth, talked to the IOA, and she's been given the okay to hold a hearing. Mm-hmm. And which means that Ray is going to go after Young. Go after Young hard. Yeah. Yeah, I've been wanting to lead this ship. Been wanting to get Young out of commands. And yeah. they will do whatever they can do to get it at this point. It's like there's this double... There's these two things at play. It's like you do have to not pull the punches because mm-hmm. if I'm innocent, I don't want anyone to be left with doubts. Yes. But Ray's not coming at it from that angle. No. She's just been gunning for an opportunity and here it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I love this moment where Chloe's like, well, just talk to Jack. And he's like, yeah, I could. And that would inevitably work and I would get command back, but the damage would be done. Yeah, the doubt isn't dispelled. He knows, like, he wants, he doesn't want to be in command by de facto, Mm -hmm. you know. Right. Orders. He wants the trust and the respect back as well. Yeah, there's different types of leadership. He doesn't want it just because it's got his name on him. He wants to... He wants the people on the ship to believe that he's the leader. And, you know, we know enough about Young where he's like, I didn't ask for this, but if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. Mm-hmm. And so he needs a defense. And yeah. it takes a moment for her to really grok what he means. And she's like, I want me? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. <laughs> but she went to Harvard. And this is not going to be a hearing about law. Yep. This is a hearing about politics. And she has a poli-sci major. <laughs> poli-sci She's degree. like, um, yeah. And he doesn't want Scott to do it because he doesn't want this to even look like it's military versus civilians. Well, and Scott can't. No. He can't. He can't, he can't be impartial enough. Yeah. Yeah. He's not built for this. And you can see, like, we we get this little vulnerable moment and Young, he just is like, please. Please do this. Yeah. (laughs) So the Destiny's version of the rumor requirements, they hold a hearing. Yep. Franklin (laughs) is up first. Uh, Ray's asking if he's ever seen Young attack one of his own men. 
and remembering just the last episode. Uh-huh. Look, he did shove Spencer up against the wall to get out of the way. I feel like the answer is no. Yeah. Did you ever see him attack? No. No. Because it's like, well, what do you define as an attack? I don't define it. This is where I would be a great witness. Because <laughs> my answer is no. No, as he goes, Young was defending me. Yeah, well, didn't he shove up Spencer the other day? It's like, oh, you didn't ask me, did he shove Spencer up the other day? Yeah, he's yes, he did. Him. He was defending me. Yeah. That wasn't an attack. Spencer's the one who attacked. You didn't define attack for me. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm a great witness. <laughs> um, and Ray continues to press him that yeah. the, that, you know, and all the time that Franklin was on Icarus base, you never saw Young have physical confrontations with his men. And I was like, that would have been what Ray wanted to get to the first part. That would have been a better phrasing. Mm-hmm. Franklin's yeah. not helping, but sure. Spencer was out of control and and Young had to do something. And Ray's like, oh, did he? Did he have to do something? Again, you don't need to say all that part. No. Yeah. So in an attempt to make me feel safe, yes, I've seen him interact physically with his men. Young has already left, not wanting to watch the rest of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Volker's time and says that he was the control room with Young and Rush and overheard the conversation between them. Where Young was talking about Spencer and then he got out of hand. If things didn't improve, he might have to take drastic measures. Chloe Again, can't let that one go. people just volunteering all of this shit. You have A, no clue what he meant, and B, you wouldn't even know if you heard that correctly. Thank God for Chloe here. I will say Chloe really shines in this moment. Chloe shines even more in a later moment yeah, that we'll yeah, get to. Yeah, throughout this whole, like, 12 Angry Men situation. 100%. And Volker's like, no, I didn't know at the time what he meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rush next. Oh, boy. He doesn't remember the details of the conversation with drastic measures. Young was talking a lot. He was letting a blow off steam. I mean, let's be honest. Rush was barely paying attention. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I don't fucking know what anybody's saying. Sure. Ever. Talk at me. I'm just going to keep working. Yeah. I'm never listening to you unless I specifically started this engaged in the <laughs> <Exactly>. conversation first. <laughs> Ray's like, do you remember him saying the words drastic action? He's like, I don't know. I don't know if those are the no. exact words he used. Yeah. Um, and when Ray asks if he agrees that Spencer was a disruptive force and his attitude was damaging shit morale and getting worse, he's like, sure, yeah. yeah. Yep. 100%. Ray continues, because he knows how Rush's thinks. Would you mm-hmm. say that his removal from the situation has been a net p- benefit or detriment? He's like, look, lady, I know where you're going at, Okay. You want me to suggest that we're better off without Spencer and to imply that Young may have drawn the same conclusion as Commander and believed he had no choice. And and like he, there's this pause where you think he's going to say yes and he goes, oh no, that's pure speculation. And I will have none of that. Fuck you, Rush. You know what you just did. <laughs> and thank God Eli also sees yeah. this. Yeah. Both Ray... Well, what my fun part is is that like you're like, Ray, you're not the only one who can play this game, but also, Ray, you're being played. Yeah. Can you not? Yeah. <laughs> Scott and Eli are watching Kino Footage's conversation. Eli's like, yeah, of course, you have no problem saying any of that out loud. <laughs> that, again, Eli is so smart. So smart in some of these things. Okay, I think Eli would have been a good witness, too. Yeah. No? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Define that for me. And we'll get to that later because that's what TJ does. Yep. So unfortunately, yep. be, be right before then, um, 
Eli's been through all the Kino footage. It clears about half a dozen people, but mm-hmm. nothing there to help Young yet. Yeah. So Scott's like, keep looking. Mm-hmm. So TJ's on the chair. She's much more direct. She's like, yeah. yes or no answers yeah. to the most part. She's like, I've seen enough court dramas. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, we do finally learn what the pills were. Yeah. They were sleeping pills. Mm-hmm. And she says she didn't know he was taking them and wishes that she did because maybe she could have helped him. Yeah. And no one is saying he had a dependency on them or that he was suffering from withdrawal, but a lot of things can point in that direction. Mm-hmm. And she does have to admit to Ray's question that no, they don't know. They don't know for a fact either of those two things. Mm-hmm. Chloe points out that if he was suffering from withdrawal, a lot of this behavior would be explained. Anxiety, depression, even suicidal tendencies, as well as all the physical evidence that points to um, you know, blood splatter, angle of the wound, position of the body, that was suicide. TJ's like, yes, all of that. Mm-hmm. And Ray's like, yeah, but you're not a forensic scientist. You're not either. And TJ's like, <laughs> no, but I've seen gunshot suicides before. Bitch. Yeah. Well, and it's like one. Ooh, that's something I want to put a pin on and come back to you, TJ. Let's talk about it. But also, what what do you know then? Yeah. How do you know that it wasn't? And, yeah. And, uh, and Ray's like, in all those cases, was the gun ever absent? He's just like, no, but it's obvious someone planted the weapon. And Ray's like, it's not up to you to speculate. And I'm like, it's not up to you either. Nobody gets to speculate. That's how court works. Things get very spicy. Yeah. Um, to me, Ray is getting a little more spicy to think that this young girl next to her is uh-huh. up to par with her and should has the audacity to try to go toe to toe with her. Yeah. Camille's really needs to get knocked down yeah quite a few pegs she's instantly showing why she should not be put in charge yeah she's like a little bit power hungry quick to judge people quick to decide fates like you're not built for this they start her and chloe start talking over each other about this could easily be solved if they are on earth with proper forensic equipment and tests and Mm. tj's like yeah but we're not you know, if we hadn't have handled the gun, we hadn't contaminated the crime scene, maybe we could have gotten more evidence. Yeah. Um, also, don't try to act like you know more about this shit than TJ does. Come on. I just don't see this being true. No. Yeah. And Ray's point is, oh, look, whose idea was it for him to investigate it themselves and not, like, wait and try to get an expert to freaky mm. Friday over? And Chloe's like, nah, back off. It's my turn to ask questions. Yep. Ray looks ready like she's about to claw Chloe's uh, Chloe's face off. Mm-hmm. Because Chloe won't let Ray walk all over her and abuse the rules that right. they both agreed on. Yeah. So Chloe continues, expert or no, with what we have on the ship, there's no way to really know what happened. Mm-hmm. Teacher's like, no, I don't think we'll ever know. Here are the facts. And, and we're voting. <laughs> we didn't do it. Ray calls for a short recess and walks to, wants to talk to Chloe now. Mm-hmm. In the hallway, Ray's like, what the fuck? We need Again, to find like the truth. no one's paying attention to this. <laughs> you might as well just talk right there. Yeah. Chloe's like, I don't think it's possible to know the truth. Mm-hmm. Ray is way more concerned about having an unsolved murder just hanging over the heads of everyone on this ship. Mm. 
And Clara refuses to back down. So we're just going to ignore the fact that maybe Young didn't do this and just get it over with. Yeah, just because you think you know better doesn't mean you get to just scapegoat someone because this is not the right choice. No. Yeah. You are what's wrong with a lot of things in this world. (laughs) Ray's like, grow up. Young isn't as innocent as you think he is. And I love that Chloe does not back down here. Yeah. And just spits back. Uh, that, oh, well, you're HR, right? So you know more about everyone on the ship than anyone else. So if we're ignoring due process, who do you think did it? And we'll just Why don't we just fucking do that? Yeah. And I wish we could have seen Chloe just walk away. Yeah. Angrily step away. Yeah. Drop the mic at her. It's a great moment. I mean, she did pretty much drop the mic. Yeah. Yeah. The lady, like, calm the fuck. Yeah. There's, (laughs) look, we've seen... Chloe's friends. Yeah. You're not mean girling your way out of this, Camille. (laughs) Chloe is down with her fucking chair. For all all that you think you are, right? You're not a mean girl. You're not this level. No. You're not at Chloe's level. She grew up with a bunch of rich kids and a politician dad. You can fuck right off with this part. 100%. She's doing the thing where it's like... I don't like to pull this part of myself out, but nope. I will. She's found her Monopoly Chloe. She has found her inner Monopoly yeah. Chloe. Um, I also just like that. Finally, it's like she's finding her place on this ship. Yeah. And, and it's to stand up to this this type of bullshit. Yeah. And I think even. I think it's also, you know, you talk about character arcs. I don't think in the first couple episodes, Chloe would have had the gumption, even if it was something she believed in, to stand up to anyone on the ship in this way. Yeah. You know, and it kind of works out because in the beginning, I don't think Camille would have had the fucking nerve to take things as far as she's taking them now. It's almost one of those where she is realizing that's like, um, not the lack of accountability, but she's like... Oh, I'm the IO. I'm IOA on the yeah. ship now. Yeah, I am the all powerful. Yeah. I get all the. Yep. Yeah. Also, because normally, who else is in the room with her? She can basically say the IOA said anything she wants. Yeah. And there's kind of no way to confirm it. Yep. So as Young is walking the ship, he overhears some other people in the room talk about him and the case, and it's exactly what he fears that overall no one is sure about anything. Mm-hmm. But one thing that he knows is his credibility and his respect is under fire. That's true. And he just continues. He just leaves as they continue to talk. Um, Chloe's explained to a bunch of people who do trust Young implicitly. Yep. Um, pretty much all of everyone the military, in the military guys. Yeah. Um, they want Ray wants to put this to a vote, a vote of the entire ship. Hmm. And it seems to be a gun cleaning party in this room. I mean. What else are you going to do? Well, it's also, it's like, they have no replacement, so that shit needs maintenance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's you might. real important. If there's one thing I've gathered from, like, military people, they're never sitting around doing nothing if there's yeah. something that can be done. 100%. Regardless of the situation. And Greer's had enough. Mm-hmm. He wants to handle this now, and he wants to go in there and tell him the party's over and get back to work. And he's like, who's with me? And everyone stands up. He wants to just use force. Yeah. And Scott's like, hey, how about instead we calm down? And Greer's like, hey, how about we don't? Mm. Um, and explains his anger to Scott, who doesn't quite understand it. And he's like, this is what they used to do to guys like me for looking at white women the wrong yeah. way. And he's not 
going to back down. He's not going to let this go. Mm-hmm. I mean, I see what it's what it's triggered. Yeah. As overuses that word is, this is exactly what's happening. 100%. Um, and- but I don't know the, how well the violence will work in this little teacup here. Before that can go any further, Young shows up at the door. Yeah. Seeing that this is a very tense moment uh-huh. and is like, and I am I interrupting anything? And TJ's like, no. Everyone's fine. Everything's okay. We're fine. Greer tells him this game has gone on long enough and everyone here is ready to back Young's play. And he's like, yeah, well, the game's over. Uh, yeah. The play is not. <laughs> the game the play is done already. Mm-hmm. Ray and him have come to an agreement. She is going to close the investigation for lack of evidence, and Young is going to step down, and as of this moment, Ray is in command. Oh, boy. That'll go over great, guys. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, And then our favorite opportunist rears his little head. Oh, I feel like this is happening the, as the conversation, Yeah, the previous conversation is happening. Uh-huh. The moment Rush hears Ray is in command, he goes straight yep. to her room. Like, have some chill, man. No, oh, dude, this is not a yeah. guy who has chill. Congratulations are in order. And she's like, what have I got myself into? And this whole new game starts because Ray knows he's not here to congratulate her. No. This is how un equipped for this command Camille is though even though she knows she's getting played by Rush she does not know what to do about it yeah there's nothing she can do he's like I want command over my uh, my science Mm -hmm. team including Eli and he's like but you still report to me he's like "Uh uh-huh sure like you know you're getting played she's got no power here she's got nothing every like everyone knows there's no way yeah he has she has any control over that she's a substitute teacher it's like okay whatever nobody gives a shit what you have to say you have no control here and and she's like is that it and he goes you're surprised that's all i wanted and just turns leave smiling yeah and then beelines it directly to the chase that he wanted and brings everyone into the control yeah. the, kind of the uh, blah 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 the, the chair, uh, chair room. room I was about to say control room yep. had a lot of caffeine yeah he's been licking his chops oh my gosh. at that chair Park is like so you sit in the chair and get all the secrets of the universe downloaded into your brain and Eli's like yeah and then you die mm-hmm. Rush is like not necessarily mm, yes though Brody's like, every time this has happened, this close to death. Yeah. And we don't have the eagles to come save us. Look, Jack tried it. Jack is still alive just because we don't have Asgard here to bail us out. What a terrible, like, (laughs) Rush isn't even trying to lie. And again, Rush tries saying that it should be safer because it's an earlier model. No. Maybe it's no. a prototype. Eli's like, dude, 1.0 versions are the buggiest. What is terrible. Of- what? Eli is like not, he is refusing to even look up. He's like, this is the shittiest plan you've ever had, Rush. Yeah, yeah this is the stupidest thing, yeah. But Rush knows what he's doing. He's, he's like, 100%. someone will take this bait. Uh, he's banking that it's actually the simplest, and he starts sinking his claws into all of them, except for Eli, because Eli's way too smart yeah. for Shit. I'm out. He passed his wisdom safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he just starts pushing those buttons mm-hmm. to push someone into having enough curiosity and that the knowledge of the ship is like 
what they need. They need to get home to survive, to unlock all the secrets. And he's sure that this chair is the only way to do it. Dude. And Park's like, well, I wonder if we can choose which information to download. No. Cordy's like, well, maybe we can control the flow. And Rush is like, there's only one way to find out. He's got them. They're hooked. And he just points to the chairs like, this is our priority now. It's a flip-flip, man. Oh, my gosh. So, Scott is interrupting Young's book reading time. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't understand why Young took this deal. He's like, there's not enough evidence against you. Yeah. And Young knows, just because they can't convict, the doubt's there already. Yeah. So, damage is done. Mm -hmm. If he forces the issue, it's going to divide the crew. And the unity of the crew is more important than him being in command. That's true. That's true. Because the minute this starts to fracture yeah there's no working together everyone's fucked scott's like what well, we need a real leader and he's like what like it or not he goes maybe yeah and young shows his wisdom mm-hmm. <laughs> to the young pup that no one signed up to be on the ship mm-hmm. and he can't assume everyone's just gonna follow his command because he's a colonel right And he can't run the ship by force. He clarifies he will not run the ship by force because, of course, he could. Yeah, but that's going to get no one. That is uh, diminishing returns on that approach. Yeah. And Scott relents. And he tells him that regardless of Ray being in charge, um, and you can feel him putting quotation marks around in charge, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that all of the military personnel on the ship, um, Young is their commanding officer, and Mm -hmm. nothing's going to change that. Yeah. I feel like that's perfectly reasonable. It's like, cool, we're still taking orders from you because you're still our boss. Yeah. You may not be the boss of the ship, but you're our boss. Yeah, and I feel like what they've tried, what what Ray tried to put in charge is much like it was in Atlantis. You have yeah. a civilian leader. Right. And John was still in charge of the military on yeah. Atlantis. Yep. So sometime late at night, Eli finds Franklin mm. still in the chair room. No mm. progress made. That's not sus. It's like the chair won't give up any information unless it's, you know, through someone sitting in it. Almost like. Almost, almost like. Almost like the chair. Uh, Eli figures this to stop other species from trying to hack into it. Mm-hmm. He, Franklin's like, maybe Rush is right. Maybe we're close enough physiology-wise to for the chair to work. And mm. Eli's like, dude, if... Don't fucking do it, dude. I know what you're thinking. If it, We both know that if Rush thought it was safe to sit in, he'd already have sat in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he's trying to get your dumbasses in this chair yeah. should tell you. And maybe Franklin's tired, but he's just going to push through because Rush is going to relieve him at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, my God. And if he's not there and Rush shows up, he'll never hear the end of it. But actually, you know, what you could do for me, Eli, is go get some of those not sweet mashed potatoes. Mm. And Eli's like, mm-hmm. are you feeling okay? Because that shit's disgusting. But whatever. And we leave with Franklin just, I fuck in the chair. Mm-hmm. So Young's reading his book, checking the time. And Eli just calls out to, on the radio, anyone, medical emergency, I need an adult. Please help. <laughs> uh, he goes Yikes. He goes running. TJ meets him at the corner and neither have any idea what's going on. But there, in the chair room... Is Franklin strapped down and plugged into the chair? It's not going well. Uh huh. Looks pretty painful. Yeah. Looks like he's having a seizure. It's not great. 
Uh, the chair has him strapped down the bolts into his temples, which are bleeding. Mm-hmm. Rush is there with this that look. That looks so painful. That looks so painful. Yeah. Rush is there with these looks of, like, holy shit on his face. I think he's more curious as to whether it's working or not. It's this mix of he was hoping it would be fine. And he he's really want, glad yeah. he didn't sit down with it. And it may be, like, a little sad that the guinea pig is suffering. Like, I think he wanted, he knew there was a chance that it could be bad, mm-hmm. but he ultimately didn't want them to die. 100%. He wanted to work. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted this guinea pig to survive. Yeah. But he, he was just, like, maybe he'll just suffer a little, but he'll be fine. It'll be painful. Oh. It'll be fine. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't think he's going to be fine, guys. No, it's not great. Uh, finally, the chair releases him. Not sure if someone manually used it or if it just did it on its own with the brain dump completed. Mm-hmm. But he falls out of the chair with Young and TJ to catch him. Yikes. Eli was gone for five minutes. And when he was back, he was in the chair. Yeah. And Young just stares daggers at Rush. With this, gives him this unreadable face. You, like, you fucking did this. Yeah. Jesus. In the infirmary, TJ tells Ray that he's basically completely catatonic. Mm-hmm. The one thing TJ can think of to try is, is apparently a high dose of lorazepam, but okay. she's flying blind. I am going to have a <laughs> tiny little medical corner. Go for because it. <laughs> I was very confused by this. You, I remember watching this and you're like, come again? I am... Intimately familiar with lorazepam. Lorazepam is a stress reducer. It calms. It essentially sedates. Yeah. But I'm like, this man's under, under. Well. But. Yeah. Catatonia is not the same as being like in a coma or sedated. Yeah. It's actually the opposite. Like your nervous system's in overdrive. That's what I was so thinking. So hard. So, well, TJ should not shove a bunch of lorazepam. <laughs> there is a way that you can slowly give enough lorazepam to pull the body from the state of catatonia into a more stabilized state. Yeah. Um, but I did have to look it up because I was like, that doesn't make... Franklin's essentially blue screening. Yes. Yeah. And the only way to come out of the blue screen is to, you need to calm the body enough to pull it out of the blue straight without shutting it down. Yep. So it's like this very fine line. So TJ, maybe no shove, but <laughs> I lightly drip. deliver. Lightly <laughs> deliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I I'm, I'm all done. Because that fucking threw me for a loop. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't... Obviously, I don't go to full catatonic state, but I get the I get the sensory overload into blue screen moment. Yeah, and it makes sense that his body would be in a sensory overload moment. Yeah, he's taking he in just got like a lot. He got so lot, many all the infos dumped into his yeah, brain. Yeah, so many. Yeah, and Ray tells her to you know do it, give him the lorazepam, mm-hmm. and TJ just pauses. And like looks between Young and Ray. Yeah. And then Young and then Ray. And then for a second and eventually like yes ma'ams. Yeah. That order. (laughs) Everyone walks out leaving TJ to do what she needs to do. Eli and Scott are by the door be like, is he okay? Um, yeah. In the hallway. This is a scene. Uh Uh-huh. In the hallway, Young just turns to Rush and is like, you couldn't fucking wait. Literally the moment it wasn't my call. 
You did this. Basically, you did this to that scientist. And Rush passes off all responsibility. Look, I told everyone in that room they had strict orders to not sit in that chair. Fuck you, dude. And he's like, really? Strict orders? Mm -hmm. After making sure they all knew that this was their only chance to get home? Mm-hmm. Rush didn't have to be in that room to know exactly how that was going to play out. Yeah. You fucking played them. Yeah. And you know you did. You wanted anyone else to do it because you didn't have the guts to do it yourself. And the That's voices true. get very loud, up into yelling. Young gets right in Rush's face. And every half the ship heard this conversation. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and then Ray is like, stop everyone right now. This was under my authority, so in the end, it's my responsibility. And Young just turns to me and goes, oh, I know. That's my favorite part of this entire it's thing. so it's good. Like, I'm mad at Rush, but don't think you're not off the fucking hook. This is also... Don't try to come in here like the peacemaker. This is on you, you dumbass. 100%. Because first person that Rush had to play in this entire game was you. Ew. And it took no time at all to get through your defenses. You know perfectly well I wasn't allowing him to do that shit. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, yeah. Why do you think, why? Why do you think I wasn't letting him? Yeah. Um, And Young immediately just, Rush, I love, Rush won't look at either one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rush just looks at the floor the whole time. Because mm-hmm. he knows. Yeah, he knows what he did. He knows. Yeah. And both men just walk away. Yeah. And Scott's like, Eli, we need to talk. Shit. We should go. Uh-huh. They walk back to Eli's room and Scott's like, how did no Kino pick any shit up? Yeah. Eli's like, look, I have been over shit twice. You don't think I want to find some footage? Yeah. Yeah. Scott's like, look again. He, I know, I know he was framed. And we have to find out how to yeah. stop this. And Eli's like, sure. Let me go through everything again. I feel like this is finally where Eli might be like, it's almost more suspicious that I'm not finding anything anything at all yeah but it did take the check again to do this so at this point ray is regretting her life choices Mm -hmm. as she should her hands are shaking a bit sometimes you get what you want but not how you want it camille Uh uh-huh and uh brody radios that they just dropped out of ftl they have a new planet they've already sent a keynote it is human friendly Mm -hmm. so as she goes to leave the door opens and greer is right there yep asking for a moment of her time in a very Overly politely but sharp way. Mm-hmm. And she's like, look, I'm on the way to the gate room. I'm setting a team through. And he's like, not moving, going, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. Yep. Notice that me and some other Marines are taken off the away team list. Yeah. Can I ask why? There's something here that is a hard conversation to get into, but it's like... I'm just going to be really frank. Yeah. He might as well stood in front of her and been like, are you scared of me because I'm black? Yeah, kind of. Are you scared of me because I'm black, Camille? I would like mm-hmm. to know who else was taken off the list yeah. along with Greer. Like, there's there's more to it than that. But I think there's a very specific thing here that he's ready to confront. Yes. Yeah. Because I would like to know if, because we know people like James are still on the away yeah. team list. Yeah. And so, is were the people who don't, who have ever stepped up against her or yeah. like made not completely agreed with her or had a reason for Ray to decide decide yeah. that at the end of the day Camille's a pushover. We've seen it. Yes. We've seen it with Rush. 
We're seeing it now. And so she just wants to command people, but she doesn't actually want to step up to people. Yeah. And she doesn't want people to challenge her. So, yeah, that's the thing. Anyone anyone who's still in the away team list are people that um, she doesn't have to... Um, she doesn't have to confront. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and Greer's like, no, I know what this is about. I also know you thought that I was a prime suspect to have killed Spencer. And she's like, look, I'm not going to deny that you were high on my list. You were a valid suspect. And if you can't deal with the fact that you were a valid suspect, then it's your problem. Now, please move. Mm-hmm. And he moves just enough. Yep. Make it clear this shit is far from over. Yeah. We're not done. And he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So on the away mission, Volker's in charge. Oh, boy. Ray is very specific with the fact that Volker's in charge. He looks real excited about that. Yeah. He's like, please don't do this to me. Uh, James and another airman are going with. And just a reminder, because I want to point this out, because so frequently, they the way that conversations come up even earlier in this episode where Scott's like me and TJ and the rest of the NCOs are with you. Right. They talk about the only three off. They like the only three officers on the ship are young Scott and TJ, but like James is a second Lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah. She's not (laughs) that far behind. Also an officer. Yeah. (laughs) So are you, are you, hi. We have a bored little boy hi, who Judy, wants attention. Are you also an officer on I'm the ship? I'm an officer. I don't like anybody. Are you an officer on the ship? Can I eat the kinos? Okay. You actually, that'd be real fun. Just put the kinos out and like make the dogs chase them down the ship. I was watching a TikTok of a guy with two Aussie shepherds. Yeah. And he took an RC remote car and oh. was just like, go to town. And I thought that would be fun to do, but I think our boys would just pounce it. Can I tell you that there is someone in the neighborhood who has a very fancy RC racer uh-huh. and he will take it out around the neighborhood. Yeah. Kaylee is fucking terrified of it. Oh, interesting. She hates it. I believe it. And not in the I want to chase it. In the, like, this is thunder in the distance and I oh, want to go home and hide. She hates That's it. not okay. So, okay. there's that. Sorry. Here, a little palate cleanser. <laughs> Look at your cute puppy. All right. Oh, no, those dogs would love it, though. Yeah. Okay, so on their away mission, Volker's in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, cool. This will go great. Yep. It'll be fine. Eli calls Scott to his room. Yep. He's a little bit of a tizzy. He should have caught it. He should have caught it. You have to look close, though. You did catch it. Look, let's focus on the fact that you did. It's hot. It's caught now. Scott misses it at first. Uh huh. But the time codes don't match up. I do like that Eli shows this to him. Like yeah. Scott's going to know what he's looking at. Yeah. There's a tiny deletion of something at the exact time Spencer died. Mm. Whoever did it was good, but not that good. Yeah. Because few people know that Eli backs up the last two days worth of footage onto his laptop. Yeah. For his documentary, of course. At the risk of spoiling the end of the episode, do you think Rush would have been more pissed that he got caught at all or that Eli is better at him than something? Oh, the latter. Yeah. A thousand percent Mm -hmm. the latter. Yep. Um, shout out to iMovie of all programs. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, but whatever they see on the screen is enough for both of them to pause. And a little bit of shock. Scott just instead, as we talked earlier, instead of going to Young and finding him, calls him over the radio to go on Channel 2, in which case Bruh. half the people on the ship also hear this. What are you 
doing? Again, he's just too naive. He's too trusting of the world. Yes. He's like, Channel 2 is where nobody's hanging out. Like, Bitch, I'm hanging out all day waiting. <laughs> you tell for, someone else to go to a different channel. I'm I am also going to Hanging out on Channel 2 like it's the police scanner and I am the assignment desk at a news television. 100%. Yeah. So meanwhile on the desert planet, a planet with no waters or plants or anything, not sure what they're going to find here. Mm-hmm. And the other, <laughs> I love I love, I feel this. Mm-hmm. The other scientist is like, if I could change one thing about the day that we left Icarus, I would have worn different shoes. And I'm like, that's the one thing you would have changed? I would have not been on Icarus, yeah. maybe. <laughs> I would change the, I went home to earth that day part. <laughs> and I like that he has these, in any other world, he has really nice loafers. Uh-huh. They're just not the shoes you want to be hiking a dirt planet. Here's my question. Why are these your shoes for work anyway? You're a scientist. It's not like you're like, why is that the, I don't know. I feel like you're, you're looking at stuff. You're researching things. I don't want to just be in a more comfortable shoe to begin with. I mean, I know some very comfortable loafers. Oh, that's fair. I know some very comfortable. These just look like dressy. Like you well, can. Well, okay. So I shouldn't say they're loafer loafers. They're like Oxfords. Yeah. And like, I know some really comfortable Oxfords. Fair. Okay. I have that one pair of Oxfords that I've worn to work many times. Okay. The vintage ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not the shoes I want to be hiking a dirt planet on. Yeah, I think if I were off planet, I'd be probably in a in a in my tennis shoes or a boot. I'd be like, dress codes are out the door. Yeah, no, but I think there's just some people who that is yeah. their com- in the same way that Woolsey Fair. when he went off work yeah. put on his suit because that is his comfortable outfit. <laughs> people are weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they just kind of wonder how long they have to keep pretending that something might be on How quickly would I stop wearing a bra if I was like, we're stuck on the ship, day one? I, are you, I don't even think you'd make it through day one. <laughs> I'd be like, it's fucking hot gross in here. It's coming off. Um, so James continues on the planet just long enough to know that there is definitely something here. Yep. And they find an alien ship that's crashed into the dirt. What a shitty timing. Like, how cool would this have been if they were in a better state of mind? Yeah. (sighs) Or had more time. Yep. Um, And you did point out that you wondered if it looked familiar. Yeah. I feel like I never remember what it should look like or not. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like it is familiar, but I don't know if I'm just making that up. They don't recognize it. I know that. They don't recognize it. Yes. At all. So the team radios Destiny with all the information that happened, and Brody's passing it on to Rush, who is definitely <laughs> excited to hear about an alien ship. Yeah. They have two hours till they jump, and Rush is on his way. Mm. Geared up and ready to go, Young is like, I want a word. Mm-hmm. The planet can wait. And Rush uh-huh. is like, um, no. It can fucking wait, dude. Crash ship two hours till we jump. And Rung's like, I'm not giving you an option. Yeah, I didn't ask. <laughs> mm-hmm. So what they show him and Ray is a video suicide note um, that Spencer left on a Oof. keynote. Yeah. It shows exactly what happened. He admits he was dependent on the sleeping pills. He hasn't been sleeping um, hasn't really been able to think, doesn't want to live in a floating coffin, and they cut away from us watching the video to watching Ray's reaction as yeah. we hear the rest of the, the video. Yikes. Yeah. And Eli stops it there and explains mm-hmm. that the keynote kept recording 
but the file must have been corrupted in the transfer to mainframe because this is all he Eli! has. <laughs> I like it. I like it. But Scott explains that the Kino and the gun were both missing when Greer found the body. Mm-hmm. So anyone with basic knowledge of the ship's computer could have deleted this file from the mainframe. There's at least a dozen people or more who could have done it, Eli explains. Mm-hmm. And to raise credit, she immediately apologizes to Young. Yeah. Again, she's just only seeing what's in... She can only take things at face value. Yes. She knows they have to rethink about who's in command now and figures they should recall the people from the planet. Rush is like, no, let's not do that because mm-hmm. this is the first time on a planet we found advanced technology and all of this ship drama is not going to go anywhere for a couple hours. He's not wrong there. He's not. Young agrees that the ship can be important and in fact, he's going to go to the planet He's too. so excited that Rush has forgotten his involvement in this drama. Oh, 100%. He's so excited about this that he's not even thinking about the fact that he's involved in this. He doesn't think he's been caught. He thinks he's been, oh, the rest of it's corrupted. He's got no concerns, yeah. Uh Yeah. Um, Rush is like, well, if you really think that you should, and Young's like, no, I'm not asking permission. Mm. I'm telling you what we're doing. Yeah. Because it's clear who's back in command. Yeah, guess who's back, baby. Yeah. On the planet, the two of them make their way to the ship. Making the way to the ship. <laughs> the yeah. local shares the obvious. It's not ancient. There's mm-hmm. no EM fields. The ship seems dead. They think they found a hatch, but they can't mm-hmm. get it open. They don't have time to like cut it open or anything. And young girls are already pushing the timeline because they're about to jump. Mm-hmm. And tells James to pack everything up. Yeah. Rush is like, I just want a few more minutes. It could make all the difference. Jen's like, yeah, it will. Yeah. So Young's willing to push it if rushes. Tells Volker to get the rest of the team back to the Stargate. They're going to be right behind them. Mm-hmm. And eventually, it's just Rush and Young. Yeah. I like that because it's it's Rush's own, what is the word, hubris? Yeah. He's so fucking excited. Uh-huh. So not aware of anything going on uh-huh. here. Because in this moment, if you just took half a second to look at Young, you'd be like, Oh, <laughs> I'm coming back too. And there's, it's one of those also where I feel like all the others see Young's face except like for Rush. Everybody go except me now. And everyone yeah. is like, it, it's like when mom gives the voice, it's like, we, we should, we should go back to the ship guys. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, but yeah. I don't like that. I don't we think need we need to, to be here for here. this part. Yeah. <laughs> Let's save our own asses. Yep. Yep. That's exactly it. The moment they're gone. Rush is going on about the ship, thinking that this race is local. Maybe they'd be willing to trade and figuring out a way to get in. Young's done playing. He goes, I knew it was you. Mm-hmm. Rush again is like, oh shit, does what? did he catch the, what part does he know? About? I'm How sorry, much? what? Huh? What are you yeah. talking about? What are you saying? Bro, the the jig <laughs> is up. Hey, Young's like, the Kino files weren't corrupt. Mm-hmm. It was recording when Rush came into the room. So let's hear it. Let's hear you lie your way out of it this time. Yeah. Also, go Eli. Yeah. Um, Damn. He's, Rush isn't going to try. Mm-hmm. He goes, look, I was walking by. I heard the shot. I came to see what it was, and I found him dead. And just saying that he decided to frame Rush, frame Young for murder is being a little melodramatic. Like, yeah. He knew there'd be no evidence, but the idea he had was just create enough doubt. 
to get younger stuff. I down. just needed to create enough subterfuge for me to do what I want for yeah. a little while. He's like, look, dude, you're the wrong man for the job. Fuck. I hate to say it, but you know it as well. Damn. Because you don't believe in the mission. Dude. You resigned as a Stargate leader because you didn't want to make the hard decisions, the life and death decisions, and that makes you a liability. Mm. And while Yash isn't proud of what he did, he did it for everyone on the ship. No, you didn't. You Young- don't even believe this. <laughs> Young, while taking the sin, isn't even looking at him. He's like looking up at the sky. I was like, uh huh. I'm just waiting for you to stop talking. Keep talking. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. And it's justify the means, right? Yeah. Young's like, yeah, something like that, basically. Got it. And Young might as well have said, how's this for hard decisions before yeah. he just flat he, out punches Rush he, in the face? He basically, Rush just gave Young permission to do exactly what he's about to do. Yeah. Yeah. Almost knocks him off his feet with one punch. Challenged him to do this, <laughs> if you will. And when he tries to get back up, Young just knocks him back down again. Yeah. I uh, I guess some weird kind of credit to Rush for trying to like get up and keep this going, but it's sure. like, bro, you are outmatched. He, he tries to dive at him and they wrestle on the ground a bit. Rush clearly never has the upper hand in this fight. Can't stop, won't stop, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get the idea that like, Rush probably got into a few scruffles growing up. He got up his and- ass kicked a lot, so he's learned, if anything else, yeah. I'm going to keep my dignity. Um, eventually, Young grabs him, pulls him up, and is like, are we done? And Rush might as well spit in his face, and mm-hmm. that will never be done. So- no, again, can't stop, won't stop. Young just headbutts him out cold. Yeah, you're, yeah, oof. Oh. Young stands there for a moment, mm-hmm. and then walks away, yeah. leaving Rush in the dirt of the planet. Damn. In the gate room, everyone is worried, uh-huh. pacing, because time is running out. James doesn't like that we just left them there like that, but James yeah. is also like, we should have, we definitely should have left. This is where I, one billion percent was like, Rush is going to come back dragging, or, or Young yeah. is going to come back dragging Rush behind his ass. Uh huh. 20 seconds are left, and mm-hmm. right before the very end, only Young comes through the this gate. This is the one that went, oh, fuck, <laughs> loudly, loudly and repeatedly uh-huh. went, oh, he fucking went there. And he did it. Young doesn't even stop. When Ray's like, where's Rush? He just keeps walking through the room and goes, he didn't make it. And just the gate shuts down. The fact that they didn't end the show, like the episode right here is something to me like i would have been like and you're done (laughs) we'll save the next the rest for next week and destiny jumps into ftl yeah well here's the thing so before you know you had the two-parter um light and darkness yeah that was originally supposed to be one episode yeah so originally we have there is technically a two-parter coming up next okay and that was meant to be the mid-season like because oh, you have the mid-season the, okay, break. Okay. So instead, this was the mid-season break. You God. Went four months after this episode. I love that. I I still like imagine just the gut punch of like he didn't make it. Bye. Fade to black. <laughs> so in the infirmary, um, I think they did it because you can't have this next scene. Yeah, well, four you can't have later. this hanging out. Yeah, and you there's yeah. certain parts of it that can't hang, and it's not like they don't leave us with enough shit hanging no. anyway. No, 
In yeah. the infirmary, TJ is tending to Young's wound from a rush through a rock at him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's telling the others that on the way back, they had to run to make it to the ship in time. And Rush tripped, started a rock slide, and, and Young couldn't stop for him and just barely made it back in time himself. Mm-hmm. And Ray's like, well, while you were gone, we told everyone about the new evidence and you've been completely exonerated and mm. you're back on command again. TJ's like, he's in command tomorrow. This man needs to rest yeah. and yeah. Ray can be in charge for one more fucking day. Yeah, you can't fuck things up any worse. <laughs> Camille. <laughs> so everyone goes to leave. But Young's like, hey, Eli, don't leave yet. Close the door. That's weird. And he asks about- That would have been enough to raise my suspicions, but everyone else has sort of already walked away, so fuck them. And he asks about the rest of the keynote footage. Mm-hmm. And Eli says even Scott didn't see it. Fuck. And he asks, Young asks him to put it on a thumb drive and delete it from his computer. This is where Eli's like, oh, fuck, you killed him. Like, yeah. I see the change in Eli's face. Yeah. Best, this is like a, a terror award for the actor. Uh-huh. Because you see in his eyes where it's like, Rush or or Young made a hard decision versus, oh, you killed him. You Yeah. You took care there of him. There was no landslide. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't like this. Mm-hmm. But here's, here's the vibe I get. Mm-hmm. Eli will... Put the footage on the thumb drive, mm-hmm. delete it from his computer, and give it to Young. Mm-hmm. However, Young never said he can't make a second thumb drive. Yeah, well, this is where Eli understands what Young did, but he also understands what a threat rush was, yeah. but also maybe not like this, dude. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I now have all the information. And so... Even Scott didn't see the footage with Rush. Yeah, you can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. He's too... He's a liability. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I find it interesting. The part we saw earlier that Scott saw, they saw just the part with Spencer. Mm-hmm. And the part that's interesting that I'd almost like to know is at what point did Eli realize there was more of that and how did Scott not see it? I how? think he found the first part and immediately called called Scott over. Mm-hmm. And then as he's like saving these, he's like, there's more data here. Yeah. Why is this file longer? Yeah. And then just didn't tell him. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Because... And part of me wonders if because even beforehand he found all of it and only showed Scott the part that he needed to see to confirm what Scott already believed. Yeah. That Young didn't do it. Because the second that... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, Eli... I think Eli, more than a lot of other people, has read, for lack of a better term, the people on the ship. He knows... Yeah. He knows... Scott doesn't may not need to see that second part of the footage. No, and the thing is, Scott doesn't. The second Scott saw that Young was cleared, that's all, all he needed. About. That's all he needed. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I think I have a hunch that even before when he was like in a tizzy going, Scott, let me show you what I found. Yeah. I think he found all of it. Yep. And only showed Scott part of it. 
and saw the part with Rush and knew how explosive that can be and is like, I don't know who to trust with this right now. Well, and he probably didn't even have to like stop. I think the minute that that Scott saw it, he was out the door being like, we got to clear you now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because um, Eli was like, I I paused it. Yeah. Scott didn't see it. Yeah. And then the episode ends. Mm -hmm. We find Rush waking up on that planet in the dark and you can see the slow realization of what just happened spread across Rush's face. Once again, sometimes you get what you want, but not how you want it. And the horror of the fact that he is now alone on this planet uh-huh. with this ship as we pan up into the night sky and just see Rush stand up and he might as well say, well, fuck. You get all the time in the world now yeah. to play with this ship. Yeah. All of the time in the universes. And that was the mid-season ender. We didn't get another episode for like four months. Uh, I was struggling with just this week. <laughs> I almost watched it while taking my notes and went, fuck it, I gotta know. But I didn't. And so I'm next ready. up is an episode called Space. It is the first of a two-parter. Exciting. I'm ready. This was really good. <laughs> I almost made Jesse watch it just for the sake of like, you gotta see this. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm ready. Uh okay, no time to waste. No time. Find us on Twitter at Terra Podcast. Find us at Facebook, there's no place like Terra. Email us at there's no place like Terra at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash no place like Terra. Rate us to Lucas reviews wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.